0: and welcome to raw recovery my name is dion miller i'm your host and this is a trudging together podcast please check us out at www.trudgingtogether.com you can find all of our episodes there along with the daily reflections um and i apologize in advance you might hear a little bit of noise in the background i have a couple new kittens that's the way life goes um, so I started spreading my wings a little bit here and decided to start reaching outside of Colorado to get some of my speakers because I kind of felt like um, we could bring some other recovery in. Um, you know, East, East Coast recovery is a little bit different sometimes. Um, so the more people we can bring on, the more stories we hear, the better educated we are um so i met drew through wildcast um which i'm really enjoying i found some great speakers there so i'm really uh excited to have drew on because it'd be my first guest from from wildcast uh how's that wildcast for giving you an in you gotta pay me five bucks for that um drew welcome to the show man thank you for taking your time thanks man honor to be here thank you for having me i'm not a problem. So. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, turn it into the Drew show and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give the reins on over to you and, uh, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and let's hear your story, man.
1: Yeah. So my name is Drew and, uh, I'm a person in long-term recovery. Hey, Drew, I can't uh, help it.
0: (laughs) Somebody says that it's automatic. So yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah um yeah and started off i guess the, the recovery journey started with uh some like somatic psychotherapy and a, a okay. mentor guide there and he pointed to the rooms so i started going to the rooms mm-hmm. and uh yeah and then that's where it, you know it took off and blossomed and then okay. uh yeah and that's been quite the adventure
0: yeah where did you uh, grow up at then
1: uh grew up in New Jersey in okay. central central New Jersey. There is such a place. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes that's debated. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and and uh you know, were you pretty were you pretty young when you started drinking or um
1: <clears throat> oh and You're if okay. I clear my throat, if I clear my throat occasionally, uh, that might be a thing too. Cause I, I actually just was in the hospital last night for a minute. I got Oh a, man,
0: are you okay, dude?
1: Yeah, yeah. I got okay. I got food. I got food stuck in my throat Okay. Or in my esophagus or whatever. So they had this. Oh, it's of... all
0: scratchy
1: and stuff. I'm yeah. sorry, man. All right. Yeah. So
0: yeah, guys, you know, if you hear him coughing, it's not Corona. <laughs> you're okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, bo- no bong rips, nothing like that. No, yeah. no nothing like that. And mine's <laughs> uh-huh.
0: smokers cough. So yeah, you guys can go ahead and let that go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to hear a little bit about how you grew up, what your family dynamic mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. like,
1: Were you an only child. Yeah, so so suburban, central New Jersey. Um, my sister's four years younger than me, okay. and my folks. You know, they they're awesome people. You know, okay. But uh, you know, they. <laughs> hey, we they're all like have them. our parts. I know
0: it makes yeah. it's hard when we talk about parents. My mom's thirty seven years in recovery, and she listens to my stuff.
1: Oh, awesome,
0: man! Yeah, that's cool. Okay, and I still talk about what I need to. Yeah. I'm, and i forget so i always i always clarify it because mm-hmm. i grew up in the 70s i mean the reason i'm screwed up is phil donahue's fault not my parents <laughs> okay. my parents nice. were only doing the best that they could at the time man it's yep. not their fault so if you need to talk about your parents now it's clarified that it is not your parents fault but this is how you grew up
1: yeah no totally and uh and, and like, it's taken me a long time to get to the place of acknowledging the impact of growing up in the family system that I did
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, without the, like the blame and the shame and the resentment, you know, I'm sure. working through a lot of that because, um, sure. yeah, because my folks are great people and they did yeah. the best that they could with what they had. Um, and they also both came from, you know dysfunctional family systems we could say
0: yeah so these are these are generational addictions that we're, in. we're you and i are now at a stage where yeah. we're trying to break that generational cycle um we didn't mm-hmm. have the information back then that we do now
1: yeah. no no not at all i mean, it was it was aa and that was about it man yeah yeah and like neither of my folks are alcoholics or addicts like they they appear you know they like they blend into the normal pretty well yeah Yeah. um but we
0: also grew up as kind of a you know your kids are seen and not heard era too you know sometimes parents are that
1: way yeah i mean my parents did 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 all right i think also i mean i'm pretty (laughs) i'm a pretty sensitive dude i'm pretty uh like intuitive guy too good for you So, but that wasn't necessarily easy for parents that were not at all in tune with themselves or their emotions. Sure. Um, so then, yeah, it's and it feels like it played a big part early on for okay. me in in what then manifested into uh, the sure. addiction and everything leading up. You know, being being super intuitive, super sensitive, empathic, like being able to feel people's feelings. Yeah. But then, but then they weren't in touch with their feelings or weren't willing to talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. so then all of a sudden it's like, well, okay. Well, like, I I feel like you're sad, but uh, when I say it's okay, don't be sad, then you get mad at me and tell yeah. me to mind my business. And yeah. So just create a lot of self doubt early it, on. It it does. You know what? I, I you know
0: I never really thought of it that way either because I always wondered too, and I would ask people how are <laughs> you doing, and I'd, most time they just tell me mind my own freaking business, and I had to <laughs> learn to keep my mouth shut. Uh, mm-hmm. When it came to that, or or find the right arenas, I guess the right to- the right place and time, because I had mm-hmm. to learn that too. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it makes it a little tough. I remember once um, I had seen uh, I'd seen uh, some some ballerinas, right? I loved it. I was like seven, and I went running to my parents. I said I want to be a ballerina. They laughed at me, called yeah. me some choice names, yeah. you know. But because you know. I was gay and so what did that do to me it made me not want to express my feelings because I was afraid you were going to call me something that you had mm-hmm. instilled in me that I thought was bad now I'm 50 years old mm-hmm. and I have favorite transvestites now I'm a little I'm a lot different right it doesn't <laughs> nice. bother me I'm not homophobic um you know, it like today it wouldn't bother me if somebody's like are, are you gay I'm like no but i am be a good gray guy I don't think so um you know um you know that just doesn't bother me but when you're growing up and that's what we're taught and we're trying to break that cycle right there uh, Mm of men not being able to share their like right now the world is like men share your emotions do you want me to clear the room because everybody's gonna run away if i start sharing my feelings
1: right well and also Sure, and also because in in a lot of ways we're only encouraged for like ang like more angry or loud emotions. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, there was zero support for like an emotional, like me being a super emotional kid. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like I remember the one I I like hurt my knee at a family gathering, and I came up, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm like eight, and I scraped. Actually, it was like I still have the scar to the day. Yeah. Um, it was really bad. And I was just a kid and I was scared and emotional and it hurt. And they like laughed at me, you know, the extended family all standing there. Sure. Um, and then and then my grandfather said, well, at least we won't have to call the hospital because they definitely just heard you. So the ambulance is probably on the way already. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but there was zero space for uh, an emotional Really really in my family system, there was very little space for emotions in general. Yeah. But definitely not from uh from a male. It,
0: yeah. I I felt like it, I it was, you know, I was taught that it was okay for me to be to uh have anger feelings, but if I was sad, I wasn't allowed to have those. Yeah, sure. And so my sadness and my depression turned into anger, mm-hmm. which turned into rage, which gave me a yep. heart attack at 42, man. Uh-huh. Um it, yeah, the I mean emotion. People say feelings won't kill you, and I'm here to tell you bullshit. I call bullshit on that one, man. Come live a day in my head. Uh, it hurts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so what was your drinking career like, man? Or drinking or drug was alcohol your preferred substance?
1: Well, I didn't have a preferred substance. I would, you know, I would bounce around. The, okay. The way I, the way I like tricked myself was. I would just switch anytime something became an issue so that uh, I didn't have, I didn't have a drinking problem because then I would just go <laughs> smoke pot or then I would just go gamble or, would, you know, okay. I just bounce around. Okay. Um, but yeah, but it turned out I had lots of problems.
0: Yeah. So, um, so
1: addicted to many master of none. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, cause I mean really the, the addictions just served to numb some of the pain, some of the stuff yeah. we're talking about, you know, growing up in the environment. So I was, mm-hmm. yeah, I would, I would reach out to whatever could kind of take some of that, uh, that weight or that heaviness or that kind of okay. inner funkiness away. Sure. Um, and so the, the first thing, um, or the first drinks were, I think I was like 13, 14. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, and just growing up in a family watching like my dad and his uncles and or my uncle, you know, getting hammered and alcohol being a part of the fun family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it tasted awful, but you know, it wasn't about the taste. It was yeah. like the, the effect, right? Like, yeah. I mean, what's the impact?
0: Yeah. Um, well, and suddenly I wasn't
1: that emotional. Yeah. You
0: know, I wasn't that emotional little boy anymore either. You know, I kind of, at that point, I felt a little bit stronger, a little bit more reassured about myself. Um, my, my self-esteem went up when I started drinking because I had liquid right. courage, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah for me, it was, I was like, I didn't understand social dynamics. Okay. Like like, people were just like weird and didn't make sense to me. And I didn't know how I was supposed to be with them. (laughs) But, but then when I found it it, to drinking and smoking, it kind of turned off my inner, you know, inner monologue, inner BS. Yeah. and, uh, And then I could just be like silly and goofy and wild and crazy. And then people loved it. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, okay, here's the acceptance. That i've been looking for it's mm-hmm. just i gotta get you know i gotta get a little little, little yeah, out have there have little a little bit first.
0: more and then and then we never deal with that and it turns into trauma yeah. is what yeah. it turns into because we don't deal with it and we go into our adult lives doing the same thing you know um for yeah, me- lots of patterns yeah. yeah whether it be you know i did it with alcohol i did it with drugs women You know, to always, you know, Mm -hmm. the way I said is the prettier my girlfriend was, the better I was doing things like that. And of course, you know, once I got a pretty girlfriend, there's always prettier ones. And I would never commit to anything. Um, If you came to me, if you even talked about an alcohol problem, we were done. (laughs) I'm I'm like, like, no, I'm not even good. Because in my mind, I'm like, you're not worth quitting drinking for. Right. You know, I knew better. Yeah. I knew I knew I was destroying myself. So Yeah.
1: See, I got I just got into like really dysfunctional ones and then didn't leave. So it wasn't like chasing pretty okay. girls. It it was like, oh, okay, this relationship is gonna provide me the perfect amount of invalidation and drama and chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To you know, be able to blame something outside so that yeah. I can keep in my pattern of behavior and yeah.
0: Well recreate I, mom I, stuff. Well, yeah. I did that, it's just I would move girlfriends so I could have new drama. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> That's all it was, because every relationship <laughs> I had turned to shit because of my drinking. Yeah. There was always yelling. There was always screaming. There was always anger. Kissing other girls. Kissing other. you know, there was just <laughs> there was, I couldn't handle it, man. No. Um, and of course also being a sensitive guy, I, I I you know I would tend to get a little jealous too. You know, mm-hmm. don't do that anymore. Um. You know, but now I'm in a relationship where, you know, I'm putting in two. So I don't have to worry about it, you know, anymore. Because I'm also not putting myself in situations which would make me divert from, you know, my wife. Mm -hmm. I don't do that anymore.
1: So Nice, man. um, How old are you now? I'm 40. I just turned 40. 40. Man, you don't look it. You look look younger. Thanks, man. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah so um we had a little bit of dysfunction um was there any kind of turning point in the drugs and alcohol where it started to get worse for you you know how we tend to we start and then it gets more and we Mm -hmm. need more and more to start to fill that up
1: yeah it was i would say the as I learned that I could be more free and more wild and gain social acceptance and friends that definitely fueled the the drinking sure. and, and the drug use. And then senior year of high school, the, like that girl was in the relationship. And uh, so there's a big heartbreak. Sure. And, and then I learned that if I drank a lot, that the heartache went away too. Mm-hmm. And so, so between the like anxiety and the insecurity and the, you know, self doubt and now, this heartbreak on top of it, yeah. I just, yeah, that, that, I kind of dove in full force. And, uh, yeah, and it was wild too, cause that heart, that heartbreak was the first thing I had to deal with when I got clean, you know, like, wow, years later. Yeah, it was yeah. like that, like that, tr- that trauma was inside of me, like that broken heart. Yeah. It, it just got numbed for years, but it never mm-hmm. actually had a chance to heal.
0: Yeah. Well, and when it festers, that's when it starts to turn into resentments and, and things that it did, you know, places that we don't belong. You know, rage. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, I don't I don't think I've met a man that doesn't have some kind of anger problem. We all have one. And that doesn't have anything to do with drugs and alcohol. That's to do with the way we were raised. Um, so there's a you know, unfortunately for for you and I, we have certain factors though where our brain makeup is just different, where you know, we get addicted to things. You no, know, like it doesn't take much, but it really isn't the addiction; it's to filling up the hole in the heart
1: <laughs> that we're trying to do. So, yeah. you know, um, it, it's cool to see that become more and more of a commonplace understanding that, yeah. like, if, if you see addiction, it's not because there's something like screwed up about that person. Absolutely, like yeah. There's something else going on that they're trying to deal with, yeah. which uh, which is beautiful.
0: Yeah. And I think more and more people are, and when we put it that way, more and more people are understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my wife has said to me a couple of times, she's like, you know, I kind of wish I was an alcoholic, but that's only because she sees the camaraderie and everything. What oh, she doesn't yeah. understand is I paid a dear price for it. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> I, I is. paid <laughs> dearly for yep. that. And I told her, I don't want you to have to pay the price for that. Mm-hmm. I don't you can get it a different way you can yeah. avoid the de- the disaster that i went through um so what happened that made you decide that druid had, had enough man
1: uh i was in florida and so like you know 1000 miles away from anybody i knew okay and had pushed away everyone okay pushed did away you, everybody that cared about me. did you me move out there was that part
0: was that going to Florida? Was that part of your kind of like uh, switching stuff, where you were going there to kind of get away oh. from everybody?
1: Is that why you did it? That was my response to like an attempted intervention. <laughs> it was yeah, it. it was okay. It was like a therapist guy and my parents, and they <laughs> they wanted to tell me that I was. Our doing stories things. are so much like I ran to Cali. So oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I took like a credit card with a thousand dollar limit and just disappeared. Just took off. Um right. I had a younger I had a younger cousin who was uh just getting out of boot camp and he was relocating. Okay. And so it was like, all right, cool, let's go. Let's go on an adventure. Yeah. Um, okay. He just didn't know that I was like a degenerate gambling I, drug yeah, addict. It, well, he would probably <laughs> find out pretty quickly. He did yeah, he
0: did. <laughs> yeah. We think it's yeah. funny because we think we're fooling people and we are uh, not fooling people. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. People are too well educated. So you you moved to Florida, you're hanging out with yep. your cousin.
1: Yeah. I'm, well, we actually didn't hang out too much because I was deep into drugs and gambling, and he was just kind of like uh you know, he was just out of boot camp. He liked to drink, he liked to party and chase women. But I I was okay. like I was over <laughs> I would just do lots it's, of drugs by myself. Yeah, you were weird. party, yeah, you were in party mode all the time. Uh-oh. Well, no, it was beyond that. It wasn't party mode anymore. It was like yeah. just do lots of drugs and be weird. Okay. Um, and and uh and so, anywho, so I wound up getting a DUI while I was down there, okay. and uh, and in Florida they locked you up for that, so I had to go kind of detox on a on a jail floor, drooling on myself and no. yeah. fun stuff. And, yeah, and and then uh, you know the story that I tell is that I then called my folks who I hadn't spoke to in months. They had no idea where I was or what was going on because I needed to get bailed out, you know, again for the whatever whatever time, uh-huh. and uh, but it was like four in the morning. So when they called, um, it was like that phone call that my mom had always talked about never wanting to yep, get that. Yep. I know it well. Yeah. And so, so I, and I knew that. So I told, cause the payphone wasn't working. So it was like a guard that was facilitating the phone call. And I'm like, look, can you just tell her like, I'm alive and I'm okay before <laughs> you launch into your spiel. And the guards like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I could hear, I could eavesdrop on the call. Yeah. And my mom picks up and she's like, you know, half asleep. It's the middle of the night. And the guard goes right into like, oh, this is Officer Suss and Such from blah, blah, blah County, da, 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 da. And then I hear my mom go, yeah, is dead? yes. Right, yeah. Like, like I literally heard my mom preparing herself to receive the news that her it's son was the, And it's the empathy and you. You knew uh, it was coming out of her mouth. Yeah. But dude, like I heard the tone of her voice and it's just like, it was a sucker punch in the gut. And, uh, and that was probably like. That, that was killed me,
0: that, man. Yeah, yeah
1: bro. <laughs> that's what crap that is. one. Yeah, for sensitive yeah. guys like us. Yeah,
0: man. When we hurt, when we get when or when we hurt other people, especially our mm-hmm. mommies. Yeah, I can't. I I can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to fathom it anymore. I love my mom. Yeah, yeah. So, man, yeah. and I can see it, you guys. Yeah, you don't have the benefit of seeing. You know, but you can see it in his eyes, how hard that was. um. And so that made you you
1: change your mind. I still got high for a while after that, because I didn't because I didn't know what to do. All right. Like, that's fair. Yeah. But it was that moment where it was like, okay, shit, like this is this is not it. (laughs) so.
0: So you were coming to the realization that what you were doing just wasn't the right thing.
1: anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it was in that moment, and also while I was drooling on the floor. <laughs> that like, helps, too, yeah. Yeah, like, how did my life get here? Like, what happened? <laughs> I was I was the kid with, like, all the uh, potential, and people liked me, and now yeah. I'm drooling on myself and listening to my mom's, like, heartbreak. And, like, man. In oranges. Yeah, 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 with, with flip-flops. Oh, that was a scary moment, too, man, when they, like, said, give me your clothes, and I'm like oh shit this isn't just like getting taken down to the station this yeah. is like you're going to I, jail. I could be here <laughs> was that the first yeah. time that you were in jail that was the first time they came okay. yeah for the clothes i've been okay. i'd like spend the night for you know i've been locked. okay up so you had done some before. overnights was that the last time you were in yeah. jail good yeah yeah that was it yeah, <laughs> yeah that was
0: enough you got kind of clean <laughs> i got a kind of a clean break so yeah. you're still getting high um, yeah so
1: so that's Florida now something's
0: happened you, you had a tiny yeah. little spiritual experience
1: <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't have said it was spiritual then no it was Mm-mm. it was just like I couldn't pretend that yeah it was a dumpster fire anymore yeah you there know? wasn't like, more.
0: Was, you there wasn't anywhere else left to hide you would run out of excuses how do you yeah. what reason can you come up with your mom to your mom you know, she, yeah. but just, but now she's not waiting on that phone call anymore. So, um, let's, uh, mm-hmm. um, cause I want to hear what happened and why you got sober. So I'm going to shut up a little bit and let you talk on that.
1: Oh, you're good. Yeah. So that, uh, so that happened. I wound up going back to Jersey. Like I said, I got high for a little bit longer because I knew I wanted to do something different, but I didn't know what to do. Okay. And then that's when I connected with, um, yeah, I, he's just a therapist, but he was like so much more than that for me. He was like a mentor and a sure. guide and a teacher. And, um, sure. And so, uh, so he introduced me to like, we we'll call it somatic psychotherapy. Yes. A very body focused mm-hmm. um, psychotherapeutic experience. Yeah. Which was cool. Cause it wasn't just me on the couch. Like, you know, talking <laughs> BS. it was like, all right, <laughs> we're going to like connect with your body and feel yeah. things and do stuff. Um, And then he told me uh then he recommended rooms, you know, like you should probably check out these meetings. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. What a smart therapist. Yeah, he's great dude. So so grateful. Yeah. And uh and it it was cool too, because I'm like, all right, I'll go check it out. And but we had talked a lot about like Buddhist stuff and spiritual stuff. Okay. And so and so at that point, like I'm ready to not do drugs anymore, but I still don't want to deal with the world and want to run away from everything got it okay sure and so and so he offered he's like look if you get a year clean going to those meetings and stuff um i'll hook you up with my friends who uh you know are like one of the guys was at a monastery one of the guys worked at a retreat center he's oh, like look i'll plug you into that yeah um what a fair so, deal the, yeah. yeah it was cool then the phrase was i'll introduce you to people of the past if you go do the meetings for a little bit and, you know,
0: get exactly time. and help you and help you find your passion and then put you there. That's what I do too. So I'll, I already love your
1: therapist. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So he, uh, so then I started going to the meetings Okay. <laughs> and I went to like one and he's like, no, you have to go to more than one. And I'm like, all right, I'll go to a couple. And then I was really blessed to meet, you know, meet some guys around my age and, and, uh, you know, some old timers. It was like, all right. And I remember sitting in, in the meeting one time and like the 12 steps were on a piece of cardboard. Okay. And I just like read down them and it wasn't like cognitive or intellectual, but I just read okay. them and something, something in me was just like, Ooh, like there's something here. Like that's, yeah. that's a thing. Okay.
0: And so, uh, so, so you it, were, you were being a sponge. You were being teachable. Yeah. Yeah. I do student well. I do. So good for you. I haven't heard it that said that way in a while. So I like talking yeah. to people on the East Coast, man. They got different <laughs> ways of saying things. And I love yep.
1: it. Yeah. So I went and then and then six months in, I'm going to meetings every day. Got a sponsor, step work. You know, I totally usually I'm the one that like serves the Kool-Aid, not like drinks it, but <laughs> I'm totally in, you know. And uh Yeah. And and it it dawns on me in a meeting. I'm like, oh holy shit. Like yeah. these are People of the path, yeah. Like I thought I was going to meetings to then go meet like Buddhist monastery guys, but here I was surrounded by people that are invested in their own healing and awakening and recovery, yeah. and learning to embody spiritual principles. And mm-hmm. it just and and so the next time I saw a the therapist guy, I'm like, dude, you tricked me. Yeah, you, knew, you did. You knew. Yeah. He he claimed he claims to this day that that he ha- didn't like. He still offered, you know, when I had a year clean, he offered to send me. Yes. Um, but at that point, I kind of found my groove and was like, all right, no, uh, like, this is what I'm looking for. He, so that was, he did. But but you know how we
0: are. We don't like to take credit. Yeah. You, you know, we're humble yeah. people. Um, well, yeah, speak for, I agree speak with you. for
1: yourself on that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. My, my try ability... to be humble.
1: <laughs> yeah. OK, that works. All yeah. right. <laughs>
0: see there's that east coast keeping it honest thing man see that's what i love Yeah, yeah i mean i mean then you know you came in you were willing you were Mm -hmm. open-minded um Mm -hmm. and it was about it was about finding where where drew was comfortable in sitting down to be able to talk with somebody about what was going on in this case it was a therapist um yeah I call them accountability, buddy. So you felt accountable to him. Which was is it? why that, which is why I think
1: it may have worked. What were you saying, man? I, don't, I wouldn't say it was necessarily accountability. It was okay. like for years, for most of my life, I would say stuff and people would, you know, family or whoever would disagree or tell me why I was wrong. And, okay. and I come, my mom's side's all Irish Catholic. And so everybody's right. got to be right and have the last got word. It. And yeah. it's like, it's like warfare, but uh <laughs> But but this this guy just like listened and I would say the things that other people, you know, had judged me for and that I already had like pre-planned defenses, you know, why it wasn't wrong or it might be right. But I would just say stuff and he'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then, and then he would ask, you know, ask questions and then and then he would you know share from his own experience. Yeah. And so it felt like it was the first time I was somewhere that I could be myself and someone was actually open to like hearing what I, what I was actually interested or, in, or
0: they wanted to hear yeah. what you said because they wanted they they their intention was to help you. Yeah, you know, and a and yeah. a therapist and a counselor doesn't solve your problems. You solve your own problems. I don't care where you go, you solve yeah. your own problems. But what well, they the good, can do is help you get to that place.
1: Yeah, the good the good guides. Yeah, just help us learn how to yeah access our own perspective and
0: whatever. yeah and i think that's a good way to put it is they're more of a guide than they are a therapist and uh um, yeah. you know my therapist just i think he disagrees with everything that i say yeah <laughs> yeah dion you yes. are right why are they not right. listening to you but that's how he got me <laughs> but that's how he got me in so he could help me discover that i had ptsd because when i first started going to him my anxiety had hit this was a few years ago and, and this is when my PTSD started coming up. I isolating at home, couldn't go out, not Dion, couldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so therapists are great about doing that. He brought me in, made me feel comfortable talking about myself so that he could approach me with the fact that I had something else that I had to deal with. And mm-hmm. now I can deal with that today. Oh. Nice, now. Man. Yeah. You know, we, I can't imagine that, you know, especially, and I don't want to make us like terminally unique or anything, but guys that are a little bit more emotional, we tend to go through more emotional stuff. That's just, Mm -hmm. that's just, I mean, I think that would be the right thing. And we need places for that um, without having to worry Mm -hmm. about it. And that's what I love about AA. That's what I love about. That's what I love about recovery, because I'm an AA guy. Love AA, but it's not the only way, man. You you got sober through through a therapist. Some people get. I mean, I don't care how you got
1: sober or why. They're it's good enough for me, man. Yeah, especially nowadays in the like many multiple pathways and harm reduction. Like it's so much wider. Yeah. For, for me, like I I would probably identify as at the core as a twelve stepper. Like the, sure. the therapist guy turned me on and then I totally dove in and, you know, but it's since then it's become yoga and meditation and plant medicine and a whole bunch of other stuff. But yeah, well, yeah, well, it's
0: the whole no, point yeah, is gonna, to continue growing. I, it, it says in the 12 steps right. now get out of the freaking rooms and go help people.
1: <laughs> right. For for me, the, the 12 steps is the vehicle for the spiritual awakening. And then we live you know, live, live embodied spiritual principles. So it's like, fantastic. That's yeah. Yeah. That's a,
0: and that's it. you know, and I love sitting down with like-minded guys because, you know, all this stuff can be seem very confusing or overwhelming. And and what we're doing is we're simplifying it for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how we can help when nobody else can is because we talk in layman's terms. You know, Mm -hmm. if I came on here and started talking S U D, Nobody know what I was talking about. You do, yeah. But half the people right now are still waiting for me to tell them what it is. It's substance yeah. use disorder. It's a new way of saying drunk or alcoholic. <laughs> it's the uh,
1: yeah. It's the fancy new term. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: the new. It's the new uh, three letter acronym that we have. Um, I'll just stick with drunk, thanks. <laughs> substance use disorder makes me feel dirty, man. It makes me feel like I have more like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Um, maybe I've just gotten used to being calling myself an alcoholic and that's what I prefer. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I just. yeah.
1: Old. Well, And I also know. Yeah. I mean, I love it, you know, and I got brought in to, you know, the 12 steps, like right at the end of the time where like you clean the ashtrays and if they wanted to, know okay. how to get, get high, they told you and you needed to sit down and shut the up oh, yeah. and just let, like, so I got a dose of that, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, which, and I feel like in complimentary with some of the people I was hanging with and the therapist, I was able to receive, you know, all of it. Yeah. If the only thing I had was some like 60 year old, you know, (laughs) guy hollering at me, I don't know if I would have hung out. Yeah. uh, Well, and thankfully AA is, is making that change.
0: Um, the people in AA are starting to realize that it is important for newcomers to talk. Mm -hmm. Um, when I first started attending AA meetings in 1989, uh, you didn't get to talk till you had 30 days and right. they weren't nice about it either. <laughs> yeah. Hi uh, guys. guys yes. Yeah. This is how they would say it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up <laughs> and listen. You don't know anything that right. No. Yeah. And that, but I needed that at that time, but I am different. A lot of people don't need that. They need to, know that they're comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. like for me, I guess I've just been doing it long enough that when somebody talks to me that way, I can depict out where their intentions are and what I need from that. Cause okay. I know that God talks to other people, mm-hmm. you know, so we can be open-minded enough to still pick those things out of what's good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that, that everybody is kind of recognizing that um, addiction And mental health are a lot alike, but they are two separate issues. So, let's stop lumping them. Um, Yeah. So, what's it like for you today,
1: man? A lot easier than it used to be. Yeah? Yeah. You married? No. That might might be part of the reason why. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, No, I'm... uh, it's like easier to be me on a regular basis now, you know? And I feel like that's, that's the, uh, that was the goal or that's become the goal. Um, do you,
0: do you feel like you're becoming the person that, um, you should have been, could
1: have been, would have been, I feel like I'm becoming less of a person. (laughs) Okay. Why is (laughs) that? And more, well, I I don't know. I, the words are silly sometimes, but I feel like I'm, I'm less of like a, a person with all the baggage of being a person and much more it's much more like a present oriented experience got it okay Um, so and and then i have like small relapses into the story of drew and all his drama and bullshit blah 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 sure um but for the most part there's a lot more time spent here and now with whatever this is as whoever i am and it's got yeah like a grace and a piece to it which is nice and I think
0: probably the biggest difference for me is like a year ago, I wouldn't have been, or when I was a year sober, I wouldn't have been able to sit here and even have this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to just be in the moment, mm-hmm. all of me in this moment with Drew right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about the program is I'm, I'm able to do that now. That's um it.
1: Some fourth dimensional uh experience going. There on. you go, man. It's
0: almost like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> of course, now that I said that, we know nothing. Right. <laughs> uh, uh. This you drew I've had a great time talking to you, man. This was a good this was a good conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, if you ever want to come on and talk about some of the uh, uh if you want to sit down and talk about some of the things that men go through in, in men's mental health things like that. Um, I love talking to other guys that, that have emotions because you end up having very, very raw conversations.
1: Yeah. Love it, man. So yeah, all about it.
0: You're always, you are always welcome back. Do you have any
1: uh, parting words of wisdom? Just be, just be easy. Just be gentle on yourself. You know, this, uh, this recovery thing is, uh, or healing or awakening or whatever we call it. It's not an easy process um mm-hmm. but uh but it's so cool yeah <laughs> it's definitely better than the alternative when, um
0: yeah it's not an easy process but this life definitely becomes easier than than chasing the hooch man
1: oh 100 yeah, percent
0: yeah my life is definitely a lot easier I there's no other word it is a lot easier today um God has restored me to sanity um I'm you know, which is great um. You know, um the want the want or need to try and fill that hole up is gone and i it's just not there anymore so that allows now that i'm free what you were talking about now that i'm free of the baggage now i can spread my wings and uh do what it is that i need to do so um drew thank you for being on man um thank you wildcast for letting help me find drew thank you god (laughs) (laughs) you know let's give credit where credit is due give it to god so all right all my listeners thanks for being here um you know i love you guys Uh, and um you know what i kind of took out of this is there is no one way to recovery give yourself a chance and that's kind of what drew was saying at the end there be nice to yourself especially in the beginning in fact, if you're going to be nice to anybody, be nice to yourself. It's not your fault you have a disease. It's not. You're going to take a responsibility for your actions, part of what we do. But it's not your fault. So don't put more on you than you need to. Quit beating up on yourself. I know that's a lot easier to say. But if you start with you, it'll end with you. And you'll turn out, you'll turn out great, man. Trust me. Um, you will find a person that you never even would have thought of. All right, guys, that's going to be it for today. We will see you on Friday for our podcast. In the meantime, listen to our daily reflections, www.trudgingtogether.com. you can find us at Trudging Together on Facebook, Instagram, all the other crap <laughs> that we have to <laughs> utilize to get this to you. Thanks for being here. I love you guys. Peace out and have a day.